0: Hi there, welcome to this Raw News special interview. I'm Johnny Jenkins from Raw 1251 AM. And as we start term 3 at the University of Warwick, a different term 3 uh, starting um online for the first few weeks. Let's catch up with the SU president Luke Mepham who joins me now. Luke, hello. Um so how's your Easter well, been? It's been lovely, thank you. I had a couple of weeks off. Um
1: have been able to go to the pub since, even went to a theme park. Um, but now kind of uh, back in the, the home office, I say. I'm sitting in the spare room at the moment. So, uh, yeah, nice break, but good to be back. It's busy.
0: And you've got a full agenda now you're back um, at work. And I think the thing that people are caring about most right now is study space on campus because we've been stretched in terms of study space in the past few years already. And then once you factor in social distancing, there's very little space for people who are at uni, on campus to be able to go and study for their exams um, and assignments. This is an issue, what are you doing about it? So it's absolutely an issue, I mean um, we've we've obviously seen study space
1: being kind of a, a, a rarity, quite a scarce resource over the last few years and I think this year has actually kind of highlighted to the university that how much of an issue it is and how much needs to be done about it. Um, so obviously, we've seen over the last week queues getting into the library and such, and and that's something that I was able to flag to the university pretty much straight away, and kind of they were on it. Um, got the Oculus open the next day, which helped to alleviate some of those queues. Um, and then I've been working with them over the last week, basically to put as many study spaces um, kind of ready for students um, for, for, the, for the start of term next week. Um, now, normally uh, in a normal year, the university will plan on having one study space per eight students. Um, available at any one time. And this year, um, kind of for the, uh, for the for the daytime period, they were working on the assumption of one for every six students. Um, and so I'm hopeful that there will be enough study space open around the university through opening seminar rooms, um, the university house grid, um, some potential new study space in Lemington, which I'm very excited about because I've been pushing for that all year. And we're, we're nearly there, we're just waiting on the council. Um, and so it's looking like it is going to be okay um we just need students as much as possible to kind of go um to to be flexible with the study space that they're going to currently we're seeing huge queues outside the library because students want the library but the library is fully open and kind of obviously on a much reduced capacity so uh there is the study space available so please have a look at the study space website and kind of look at all the alternative spaces
0: luke i've heard you talking about this new leamington study space online and you've just mentioned it there it's, it's in the sort of final works. I understand. Um, where are you planning on it being?
1: So uh, this is another excuse, exclusive for you, Johnny. Um, so uh, we're looking at the um, the arches. So um, along where the uh, kind of railway is in Lemington, um, under the railway bridge, just under one of the arches there. There's some a kind of co-working space that is, uh, is kind of looked after by the council. So the university is really really keen to get that open. Um, kind of in, in the latter stages of that, we're awaiting the council now. Um, the university's done everything on their side Um, and it's we're also hoping that kind of if this is successful it will be a kind of a nice trial um, to look at more kind of remote working spaces in the future so in more in Leamington also something kind of Canley and Elsdon, where other students are Um, and it's really really exciting and hopefully that will kind of reduce the amount of time that students will need to come onto campus or travel to campus kind of obviously alleviating some of the transport issues Um, but yeah no it's something that I'm very very excited about and uh, so fingers crossed that works out otherwise i'll be so disappointed
0: not far from kelsey's not far um from well loads of the places we go to it's pretty central isn't it near millennium that's a big one for me um Mm -hmm. that's good to hear and i know it's in the hands of the council but what sort of time frame are we looking at are we looking at days weeks months
1: um a couple of weeks so we're hoping kind of um first probably within the first two weeks of may is the current target any more delays, um, we'll obviously push that back a little bit. But hoping to get it open, um, kind of ahead of the main exam season. Um, so we're looking at kind of week week four potentially. But again, don't quote me on that. It might be the case that it completely falls through and, and doesn't happen, um, which, as I say, will be disappointing. And and I, I can't blame the university for that at all because it, it's will be completely out of their hands. So, uh, but yeah, we've always got our fingers crossed.
0: Okay, and a word on the, on the library when it comes to study space because the universities officially don't open for non-practical students until the 17th of May, which is a few weeks away, isn't it? It's no, mm-hmm. it's not joined up with, with the start of term. And so the official government advice is to study from home, not go to campus um, unless you're a practical student. Would you encourage people who are non-practical students to use the library, to use on-campus study spaces, or should they be staying in their accommodation?
1: It, I think it really depends on kind of what learning environment you have within your accommodation if if your room your, your house or whatever isn't conducive to good learning and isn't conducive to good revision and preparation for your exams then absolutely go on campus and use the study spaces it's what they're there for you you legally can do that that is kind of that is to say what they're there for um if kind of you do have a good working environment at home and you are happy to work at home and, and comfortable in doing that then it, it does make more sense to stay at home. It's going to take pressure off for kind of those other students who do need the spaces. Um, and it's also obviously going to be much, much safer in terms of the spread of COVID. Um, but it's down to individual students. There's not going to be anyone policing who should be there and who shouldn't be there. Um, and the university's attitude is that kind of campus is open. Um, so students can come onto campus and use the facilities. And and, and if you want to do that, then, then you should do
0: that. Staying on, awesome. um, COVID and campus we know there's a testing site lateral flow rapid half an hour result testing site there um, I understand it is pretty quiet I and mean, you can get home tests delivered you can get a box of them and it takes under a minute and you get that result in half an hour. Um, testing uptake isn't very high is it among the student population perhaps it's, because it's- of fear of having to isolate um, what's your message to people who are a little bit skeptical of doing it? I
1: mean, yeah, it is low amongst the student population. It's something that we've been trying to tackle and work with the university comms team on over the last few weeks. Um, I think we are just reaching the point where people are kind of a little bit bored of the testing and um, it almost feels like you're, you're in your bubble. So uh, kind of what's the point? But th- there absolutely is a point. And I think as we're going into these next few months and into the next few kind of stages of the roadmap and students are kind of returning to campus, it is kind of. The perfect storm for the spread of the virus to start again so i think testing is absolutely key i would encourage students that are coming back to campus um over the next couple of weeks um to make sure you get a lateral flow test kind of either before you leave home on those home testing kits um or on arrival at campus they are all free you can have two a week Um, and then just try and make it part of your routine um while you're on campus just get a couple of tests um we kind of we all want to be able to go out um, in a few months time. We all want to be able to keep going to the pub. Um, So please just do your bit and kind of show that um, universities aren't the place that is going to be spread. Because otherwise I think there are fears that if universities are shown to be kind of the return of universities are shown to be the place that COVID is spreading, then there will be more restrictions on universities and students come the autumn maybe where the rest of the country is kind of a little bit more free as to what they can do. So this is students' time to show the government that actually we we can be responsible and we will kind of um, take ownership of testing.
0: And in that vein, when did you do your last COVID test?
1: I've actually got a pack of seven
0: here, so uh, about two days ago. OK, um, uh, according to my lateral of flow test, COVID-free. Well, that's good to hear. Now, let's talk about Warwick off-campus accommodation because we know there's been rent um, waivers, rebate, whatever, for students on campus, mainly first-year students. And then you've got the Warwick managed accommodation off-campus in Coventry and Leamington and, and nearby. And we learned, didn't we, on Friday that those people who haven't been there throughout term two were going to get um, rent waived so, first mm-hmm. reaction to that. Second, why not private accommodation? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's great.
1: Is the reaction to that? Um, it's been something that um, kind of students have been asking for for a long time. We've been asking the university for it. Um, there's obviously been the rent strike as well, asking for it. So, it is it is a big win for all those students, um, and also kind of the continuation of the on-campus rent waiver. Um, it's it's all kind of good news there. Um, in terms of privately managed accommodation, um, obviously it's not down to the university. It's not down to us. It's, it's kind of it is down to private landlords um, and kind of letting agencies to make that decision. But I would urge students, if you're not using your accommodation and kind of you are experiencing financial hardship, please get in contact with your landlord um, and try and either work out a payment plan with them um, or even just ask for that for that kind of rent to be waived. Um, If you need any help with that or any help kind of drafting letters or making that communication, then please get in touch with the SU Advice Centre and they'll be able to help you out. Um, But yeah, it's my belief that students who aren't using their accommodation um, should be able to access a full rent waiver. And it's also my view that the government should have been funding and supporting that.
0: Let's talk about Protect Warwick Women, the group which have been occupying the Piazza for a long time now. They've met with the university. They've got a series of demands. They say they won't go until every single demand has been met. Um, are you in full agreement with Protect Warwick Women?
1: Absolutely. I think they've got, they've got a really, really strong set of demands, at all, all very realistic demands. Um, and actually, they have been quite successful um, thus far in kind of getting commitment to those demands from the university. Some have been implemented straight away. Um, some are kind of obviously requiring a little bit more work, a little bit more to be put into them, but but kind of the university are committing to them in principle. And we've been supporting the protest and um, several of the officers, several of the department officers as well have been kind of working quite closely with them and helping them out in the university meetings and kind of navigating university governance structures. And we've also been supporting with kind of buying um, drinks, supporting with any uh, kind of damaged tents and such like. Um, but we're now kind of reaching a point where I think the university um, are of the impression that they've actually fulfilled all the demands. So we're now kind of acting as the go-between, I suppose, to try and establish um, what's remaining um, or, or what Protect Work women believe is kind of out, out remaining and outstanding from the demands so that um, we can then kind of relay that to the university and make sure that those last few things are addressed. But um, I think the work that they've done has been absolutely amazing. They've got some really, really positive changes through um, and kind of going forwards, even if they don't have a physical presence on the piazza in the form of the protest, um, they've made a great community and they're kind of now members of things like the student advisory group, for sexual violence on campus, so they can continue have to have a voice and can continue to be heard by the university, even once they do leave the piazza.
0: Have you offered to go and stay there, stay there for a night, learn a bit more about their experiences? Um, I haven't
1: been there to stay overnight. Um, I kind of because of COVID and stuff, staying here in my bubble. Um, but I have been onto campus a few times to visit them, as of other officers, um, and they're all doing a cracking job. Um, and also kind of we are concerned about their well-being. I'm glad the weather is a lot better now. Um, but kind of between them all, they From the chats we've had, they're all doing well um, and kind of obviously we'll support them if there are any issues going forwards.
0: The next step of the English government roadmap is the 17th of May. It's step three, and that's when a lot of indoor mixing can resume groups of six with distancing. Um, It's also the date when when um, the universities are set to reopen and indoor uh, hospitality um, is set to reopen. So the SU managed outlets, are they ready Monday morning or evening if, if, if they're evening venues to open on the 17th of May because on the 12th of April the last deadline they weren't open on the 12th were they?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly so we've got um, obviously today Curiosity's opening and, and the Dirty Dark is opening on, on Wednesday the 28th um, two days away um, so essentially being the Easter break there wasn't a huge amount of students on campus and it actually would lose the SU money um, opening those venues um, it's it's not it's not a secret that the SU has struggled financially through covid Um, and so kind of to ensure the longevity of the SU and indeed our commercial operations we need to make sure that they are making a profit the commercial operations whilst there to kind of provide food and drink offers for students fundamentally they are there to help fund and the SU and its other activities and kind of campaigning activities Um, and so if we're making a loss on them then there's there's something not quite right there so we needed to make sure that we are making a profit from those venues and and we can only do that by opening them in term time however the other venues we will be looking to open on um, kind of as soon as the uh, the next stage of the lockdowns reach um, that will be looking at kind of opening terrace bar and um, obviously opening the copper rooms when we can um, and we're also going to be opening um, the SU atrium as soon as possible so off from May the 17th uh, and that will then be kind of like dwell space further study space for students um, and kind of just maximizing as much indoor space as possible but Trust me, we do want to get the venues open um, as soon as possible, and kind of we are working on that. We just need to make sure that it's kind of financially viable as well.
0: So step four of the roadmap is the twenty first of June, and whilst it's towards the end of term, that's when we understand nightclubs can open. There will be legal restrictions on on them. Um, distancing will, will likely be removed then. So when's mm-hmm. when's the first pop going to be? When can I join you for a pint of purple, Luke? Oh well, uh, whatever the first Wednesday is after the twenty first, if if that stage of the roadmap's
1: going ahead, we're looking to, we'll be looking to have kind of the last two pops of term. I believe it is try and squeeze the school days in there. Um, we want we want to be back on it. All of the other clubs are going to be opening. and um, kind of Casbah's selling tickets. You've got the Access Festival and everything. We're not going to um, kind of stay behind. We're not going to. Um, we, we want to be open. <laughs> we, students want us to be open. We want to be open um so yeah uh whatever whatever date that is probably the 23rd um and I'll see you at Bar Rouge for a few Jager bombs and some purple
0: yes you will I mean if, you, if you're going to a circle what outfit are you going to pick if if you could pick any theme what, what what's your what's your favorite circling outfit
1: Ooh, I I said now you see I used to uh back when I was a social sec I used to wind everyone up by kind of putting on themes and then kind of just dressing up as as just not really dressing up that much and I, I used to I, I did used to get a lot of stick for it and Maybe I've grown out of that now. We'll see. Uh, It depends what circle I go to. How about yourself?
0: What are you going for? Well, I I have an outfit that was planned for a pop that never happened, that never happened over a year ago. I think it's an army outfit. If I've still got it, that's what I'll be going as on the 23rd of June. Um, Luke, I'll see you there. Thanks so much for chatting to Raw News today. Thank you, Johnny. That's the SU president, Luke Metham, talking to us here at Raw News. Don't forget to follow us on our social media for the latest news on campus this term. Across campus, online and on 12.51am This, this, this is your student radio station